Before I read the scripture, I'd like for all the friends who are listening in over there to give me your attention just a moment. The other day, when I was bearing down out here at chapel uh, about telling these students what they're supposed to do and how they're supposed to live, somebody said uh, he must be mad with somebody. Well, now, I just want you folks who are listening in to understand. Uh, one day, I heard a coach on a football t- uh, diamond uh, talking to the team. And I never heard a man in my life talk to a crowd of fellows like he talked those boys. And I listened to him and learned a lesson from him. He was trying to build morale, football morale. And I said, that's in line with what Jesus said, the children of this world are wiser in that generation than children of light. A football coach, he actually swore at them. He cussed one of them. He told him, you good-for-nothing, low-down, lazy loafer, you. You blankety, blankety. (laughs) What'd you make that fool play for? And I listened to it. And I said to myself, now, he, uh, uh, he's trying to build morale so he can win a game. Now, you folks who are listening in, if you hear us out here sometime, we're trying to build morale. And the Lord knows this country needs it. There isn't anything we need in America today like we need Christian morale. There's very little of it in America. And I want you students to get this. I'm here just two or three days this week and I'm gone. And I've been pouring into these chapel services everything I have that I think is necessary. Now, there's so many things around here I don't know. You don't come to me for advice about educational courses you're going to take. That's not in my line. But I want to tell you something. I've lived for 52 years as a preacher with the people in this country. I have never seen such deterioration of character in all my life as we've had for the last 10 years in America. There are two or three serious things right now that are disturbing me every day I live. Here's one of them. First, you have uh, the devil's philosophy that's absolutely taken over this country. What is his philosophy? It's the philosophy of live your own life, do as you please. Don't ask anybody, who's got a right to tell me? That's the devil's philosophy. That's not Christian philosophy. You just remember that. The folks that talk like that saying just exactly what the devil tells them to say, and that's his language, and that's his position, that's his philosophy. Live your own life. Do as you please. Now, that devil's philosophy is hitched up with another philosophy that belongs to the underworld. And that's a, a philosophy of, uh, I'm not going to be a squealer. What's that idea? I'm not going to be a squealer. In other words, let him live his own life. Never mind the government. Never mind religion. Never mind God Almighty. Let him live his own life. I told the fellow the other day, I said, you've no right to shield crooks. Well, he said, doesn't the Bible talk about charity? Doesn't that mean to cover? No, sir, it doesn't mean that kind of covering. Listen, in the light of the Bible, there's only one important thing, and that's the cause. The cause is everything. For this cause, man leaves father, mother, wife, land, home, everything. That's everything, the cause. Not the individual, the cause is everything. Now, get that straight. Now, what about that? All right, sometimes a fellow says to me, uh, so-and-so's in my town preaching the gospel, having a good meeting. Well, I'm glad to hear. 
I know that that fella was in a certain town that wasn't right. And I knew he didn't have a background, but now to go and cover up for charity is just keep my mouth shut. But suppose that man says to me, I'm fixing to call a certain preacher. And I want your opinion about him. We need a certain man of a certain type. And I say, well, the guy's a friend of mine. I know he's crooked. Let him go. That's not Christian charity. My duty sometimes is to speak out. It becomes as much your duty to speak out as it does to keep your mouth shut sometimes. Now, let's get that straight. Now, listen, you can go in any school on this continent today, any school in America, and you'll find this kind of idea on the campus. Well, I'm not going to squeal on anybody. What do you mean? Suppose it's a Christian school. Suppose the fellow's scuttling the ship. Suppose the fellow's blowing up the cause, dynamiting the institutions, philosophy of Christianity and God. You're going to sit there and let him blow it up? I'm not going to squeal. I don't believe in squealing. Let me tell you something. There are times you need to squeal. When principles at stake and the right things at stake, time to squeal. Suppose you heard a fellow say, tonight I'm going around here and breaking the house and steal something. Well, I'm not going to squeal on him. Well, then you're endorsing his stealing. Suppose somebody says, I'm going to kidnap a baby in this town. I've got the plans all made to say, well, I'm not going to tell on him. Well, listen just a minute. You're a dirty crook if you don't tell on him. Now, when you move into an institution that's Christian, uh, you don't go around tattling to make trouble for a fella. You talk out in a constructive way to protect the cause. And there is no more malicious, destructive philosophy in this country today than the underworld philosophy. Why don't you run around with Al Capone? Why don't you take up with the gangsters of the underworld? That's what they say. That doesn't belong to Christianity to the pulpit. Paul didn't cover up anybody. He wrote in a book. Uh, somebody said, say, Paul, uh, you recommend Demas? No, I don't recommend Demas. He forsook me. He wouldn't stay put. What about Alexander the coppersmith? He's a post of the cause. Wrote in the Bible, so it's kept for all age. Alexander the coppersmith did me much harm. Needs to be written there. Now, let's remember that. And you've got all that kind of stuff in this country today. You've got something else. It's about to damage. The philosophy of the world and the Hollywood glamour are the two greatest curses on this continent today. Some fellow goes out in this country with a glamour of Hollywood. There's no glamour. Some people don't call it religion. Now, that's, that's all wrong. It's fundamentally wrong. Now listen just a minute. You know, you can mistake, you know, this institution's engaged in the business of training Christian leaders in this country. Christian leaders. Now I'm not talking about training people for positions. You can have position and not have leadership for God. All you've got to do is to get a position is to get in with a machine and go with the machine. As the machine moves, you move. You've got fellas in Washington, some of them not big enough to run a peanut stand successfully on their own. <laughs> they belong to the party. They're in a job. And they're there. Take care of the fella and give them a job. That's not leadership. Listen, don't you mistake this idea of leadership when you read about Hollywood. 
I've got nothing against the Hollywood people. About as good as the average in America, about as good as university students all this country. Just about as good. But they've got the wrong slant. For instance, if a girl has a nice form, good figure, she makes the first page of the paper. She's played up. God made a nice looking woman. Glamour. Played up. Career girl. She's in Hollywood. Has a good voice. God gave it to her. Magnetism. God gave it to her. She gets position. Listen, position isn't leadership. You know, all it, all this business is is riding a wave that sweeps over the country. Leadership makes a wave. Leadership. Leadership steps into the business and starts the waves to blowing and moving. Leaders don't ride waves. Leaders go against the waves. Anybody can ride the wave. A leader stands there and says, this is the wrong way. You have to have conviction to be a leader. You have to stand for something. You stand for principle. Listen, you have to have some elements of leadership to start with. Not only have to have elements of leadership, you have to train for leadership. I like to tell all these glamour boys something. 23 years ago in Bob Jones University, Bob Jones College started one of the evangelist wave in America. Billy Sunday was on his way out. Organization went on Lake Indiana had blown up. World War I was over and they were talking about building in this country today a great movement. Be no more war, no more evangelists and everybody would have a nice time. Bob Jones University, little college started then, began to say there'll always be evangelists in this country. And when there was no evangelism, this institution stood up and fought for it. And we promoted some young fellows in this country and promoted them against all the odds. And now you got evangelism in this country. You can't find evangelistic movement in this country today. Bob Jones University hasn't got a hand in. Find a great campaign we're not in. You'll find a fellow leading the music there, playing the piano, organizing the campaign. Or doing the preaching maybe all together. You don't know whether this is going to be leadership or not. It may not be leadership. A wave sweeps over the country. You've got to wait till the wave breaks to find out whether it's leadership or not. Wave riding isn't leadership. Wave riding is going the way the wave goes. Wait till the wave breaks and see whether who's the evangelistic leaders of America. You can't tell now. Any more than you can tell who's the great actors of the future. Actors ride the waves. Different way now. I'm not reflecting on these fellows. God bless these men that ride the waves the right way. Thank God for men with vision that go these ways. 
But that's not leadership. What we're trying to do in Bob Jones University is to train leaders that will stand in the midst of difficulties. And will get up and start campaigns when there are no campaigns. I've seen this tide come in and go out of many a time in my life. This, I saw one time for several years when we evangelists preached a million people a day. Everybody said, I'm an evangelist, I'm an evangelist, I'm an evangelist, I'm an evangelist, and got in on the way. Way went out, and you've never seen them since. Seen the tide come in and go out, the waves break, and then another wave come in later. Now, let's understand this business at Bob Jones University. This is no wave-riding, glamour-boy business on this campus. We are training leaders. Leaders. Men and women, they'll stand the test of hard times. Men and women, when everybody seems to be going the other way, he'll say, this is the way. That's what this school's trying to do. This school doesn't ride waves. This school starts the waves to move it. Wave ride. Now, I won't drive it home to you. Now, they're fundamental principles. You can't walk around here and talk about a superficial idea of a cover-up process. You've got to get tied on to some principles that you won't waver when things change. The principles are eternal. You can't be that kind of a fellow. Day and night he worked and studied and did his job and kept the rules. There are others of the same kind. You get the principles right. Now, wait a minute. I want to talk to you about Moses. By faith, Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child. And they were not afraid of the king's commandment. Say, a man that has proper faith and believes eternal principles, he's not afraid of the kings. The old prophets of God could shake their fists in the face of kings. They had faith in the eternal values. And the everlasting principles in an unchangeable God that keeps his word. They weren't these nice weather folks. Everything's so rumbly. We've got such exaggerated words in this country. I've heard the word terrific till I'm sick of it. It was terrific. <laughs> it's out of this world. Well, it won't always be out of the world. You'll get back in the world someday. You're going to climb some hills. That is, if you're anybody. You're going to, you're going to have to go against the waves someday. 
They said, we're not afraid of kings. We've got faith in Almighty God. Listen. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Choosing rather to suffer afflictions with the people of God than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Blessed Moses, the greatest character that ever put foot on this earth. I used to wonder whether it was Paul or Moses, but I'm on Moses' side. Who are all for Paul? Paul had good background, good scholarship and all that. But I'm for a man that herded sheep for 40 years on the backside of a desert. I'm for all of them. One day this man came to a crisis. Just like you met when you came to school and got up against it. And he had to choose. The road parted. Down this road, down that road. Moses said, yonder's God's people over yonder. And that's my crowd. His mother rocked him to sleep, whispering a prayer in his ear about that. He'd been trained all right. Indignation was so pent up in him one day he saw an Egyptian mistreating one of God's people. And he said, I can't, not going to stand it. And he just went out and killed him. You say he shouldn't have killed him? Maybe not, but he killed a fellow out of him killed. You know, it's terrible to kill anybody, but if a fellow's going to be killed, it ought to be some fellow ought to be killed. Listen, listen. Not justifying Moses. Moses, listen, I'm for God's people, and I want to announce today I'm for, I'm for that godly woman out on the mountain cabin, doing the best she can. I'm for that hard, plodding, struggling fellow. Listen, I never have bootlicked these big worldly ecclesiastical bosses and rich people because they had position. I respect Moses. His people were slaves. But they were God's people. And Moses said, that's my crowd. He looked down the road over yonder and he said, yonder's a palace and glamour and Hollywood. And music and moonlight and roses. And great throngs of the crowd that make the headlines in the paper. That's an easy way. But God never did 
choose for great purposes anybody that chooses the easy way. The easy way never has been the right way. When a nation chooses the easy way, that nation's on its way out. When you train preachers in ecclesiastical organizations to choose the easy way, those churches are being marked off by Almighty God and angels are saying, check them off. God's way's never been an easy way. It wasn't easy for Moses to make up his mind. <laughs> Fellow said to me one time, I was making $10,000 a year and I turned my back on that great position to become a preacher. Didn't let a Hollywood actress get converted. Going to Christian work, it makes the headlines. All the glamour, she's decided to be a preacher. He decided to be a Christian worker. Yeah. Easy. I know some other people in this country that had political ability. I know folks could have had high office. They knew how to get it and help other people get it. But they didn't take it for themselves. I've never found... This way easy. Now, I started as a boy, and I was 15 years old, all over southeast Alabama, walking the highways, hunting places to preach. I was offered all these things. I could have been one of the big boys in ecclesiastical machinery. I understand in a little limited way what Moses must have faced. Just a limited little way. Every Christian does. That day down yonder, yes, that's the way of glamour and crowds and, and somebody's big and wonderful. I'll have to suffer if I go this way. What you going to do about it, Moses? I'm going to do right and suffer. I choose to suffer. I choose hardship. I choose discipline. I choose sacrifice. I choose persecution. For a season. I have faith to believe in God's universe. Eternal principle will sometimes win. And I choose it. <laughs> he didn't choose to pack up and leave. He didn't choose a nice automobile and a date with a girl. He didn't.
didn't choose glamour. He deliberately chose the hard way. I can see the angels now say, let's give that man a hand. Manhood so scarce. Thank God they've got one man down there on that earth that'll choose the right regardless of consequences. Give him a hand up in heaven! And let generations unborn applaud it. Paul, going down the Damascus Road, All the glamour of religious position opened to him. But he found the right road. He'd been on the wrong road. And when he found the right road, he didn't say, I resolve that I'm going this road. And I'm going to matriculate in the school of discipline. And then the first two or three days he was there said, you know, I think I'm needed at home. I'm afraid I'm needed. Uh, Mr. President, will you kindly excuse me, please? I'm very sorry. I think you have a nice school, but, but you know, I've never been accustomed to being told what to do. And <laughs> I'm going back home. No. He said, I keep my body under... Not much glamour about jails. It isn't very nice to be stoned and left by the roadside dead, but I choose this road. He never left it. He's on a discipline all his life. When he eats the end of the road, he said, Timothy, be a good boy. Keep the faith. Last days, you'll have a lot of teachers to contend with that are wrong. The philosophy will be against you. Don't worry with Timothy. This is the right road. I've got to die now. I've fought the fight and finished the course. I'm ready to be offered. Goodbye, Timothy. Be a good boy. What are you going to do about it? You are not Moses. You are not Paul. You are just a little ordinary human being. But the God who keeps his eye on sparrows sees you. And you have seen the road part. And you are going to make up your mind. Whether you're going to choose the glamour of a world that's wicked. The glamour of a superficial age. A world where uh, nude women with nice figures make the headlines. And the first page and promise of God are kicked around. Which way are you going? Bob Jones University stands for Jesus Christ and the eternal right. 
let the age go as it may. We are for the eternal principles here. Moses, congratulations. Congratulations. I've been down in Egypt and saw the mummies of the old pharaohs sleeping that dreamless sleep. And I've seen the relics of antiquity and I've watched the Egyptian sand as it's blown in the faces of the Arabs. But Moses, your name is on the lips of men around the world. The reason is there were so few like you, Moses. The age in which you live is all gone. It's buried on the rubbish of centuries. And men are digging out a little here, a little yonder. From under the rubbish. I choose to take God's side. And stick to his crowd. And I'm going to be a leader for them. I'm not going to be led them astray without protest. And I'm going to fight in the palace for them. And I'm going to lead them and try to train others till God calls me home. What are you going to do, little Moses? What's your plan? kind of stuff are you made out of? Have you got a backbone or haven't you? Have you any faith or haven't you? Have you any character or haven't you? Have you a big God or a little God that is the thing that God's for the right thing? What's your choice? Oh, God of hosts, be with us yet, lest we forget, lest we forget. Be with our nation, with its glamour, with the underworld having its fingers upon the throat of government, choking it, and the underworld getting so big. Even the government's having a hard time handling it. And this underworld is projecting its philosophy in the universities and colleges and on campuses of Christian institutions. In this age where eternal principle is being nailed to a cross and where men themselves are crucifying principle instead of being crucified for principle. Lord God, keep this school straight. Don't let us ever dip the flag. God Almighty, raise up students more and more that'll choose what's necessary and right regardless of consequences. 
Lord God, don't let any teachers ever come to this institution that would undermine by any suggestion or by even inactivity any of this philosophy. Lord God, help the executives to keep their hands on the thing. Help us to have principles that will appeal to folks with principles. And to lift up standards so high that good men and women can see them and follow those flags. Let this be God's school. In this awfully wicked, weak, Hollywood, underworld, glamour, superficial age. Keep us true to Almighty God until we meet Moses sometime. And we'll be so little around him, us poor little weak people. But we'd like to be able to look into his eye and thank him for his inspiration and his courage. And tell him that to the best of our ability in the little sphere where we move, we tried to be true to. And we'd like to have our Lord say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Help us to all be that kind of servant, faithful to thee in everything. We pray in the ever-wonderful, precious name of the Lord Jesus who died on Calvary's cross, endured that cross, despising the shame, but died for us. Keep us faithful to him. Amen.